Hey, church family and everybody else joining us. I just want to say hello, and I hope you're doing well on this Saturday. Uh, this is our 8 a.m. devotional that we've been doing uh, now for a little while. And I, I, do, I would love to know where you're watching from. So if you're on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, get into the comments there. Just kind of let us know where you're watching from. And it's kind of cool because uh, a lot of people are just saying good morning from blank. And then they put where they're watching from, which is kind of awesome to see everybody joining in together. Let me give a little bit of a programming note here. Tomorrow, we're gonna have one service. One, it's, it's Sunday tomorrow, so we're gonna have one service. That service is gonna be at 9.45 a.m. <clears throat> if you miss the live broadcast, uh, don't worry, because you can immediately watch the playback. Uh, you can do so on Facebook, on YouTube, or on our website, uh, newhopechurch.tv. Um, awesome thing that has been happening throughout our experience now of being online only is that uh, people have been praying for each other and encouraging each other in the comments of our devotionals and our sermons. So even though, even though we can't get together physically, it's awesome that we're digitally, we're getting in the same room together. And, you know, I, I tell you guys again and again, we're going to make it. We're going to make it through this crisis and the best way to make it is together. So let's, let's stick together, keep on encouraging uh, the people of our church, the people in, in, uh, in this setting that you're in right now, and also, you know, people in your street. Let's just continue to be a light for Jesus. Okay, grab your Bible. <clears throat> If uh, this is your first time with us, here's what we're doing. We're just reading through the book of John. Just reading through the book of John with a few comments in between. Sometimes more comments than are necessary in between. Uh, hope that you're enjoying it tomorrow <clears throat> in uh, our one church service at 9.45 a.m. Central Standard Time, by the way. I'm going to tackle the next verses in John that we uh, stop at today. So we're going to work our way down through here a little bit today, then I'm going to stop, and then tomorrow we'll pick it up and we'll study that passage of scripture in the service. I've, I've tried to plan out our devotional so that we hit the text on Sunday that we were supposed to hit if the devotional was on Sunday. So we're just going through John, and boom, we hit a Sunday, we preach about that text, and I've got it lined out, Lord willing. I've got it lined out so that it happens uh, that way tomorrow, it happens that way the next Sunday, which is Palm Sunday, and then it happens a Sunday after that, which is uh, Easter Sunday, <clears throat> which, by the way, pretty good chance that we're gonna be having church online on Easter. That is not how I prefer it. I'd like to get together and hug some people and just see some smiling faces, but uh, we're just gonna play the hand we're dealt and life will go on. And by the way, when this thing is over, we're gonna have the biggest celebration in the history of our church at all of our campuses. One big party on the other side of this impossible kind of Red Sea moment that we've been experiencing. And that we're gonna thank God. And I, I can't wait, <clears throat> but I have to, <clears throat> so I will wait. And uh, I'll be patient in waiting. Uh, great verse for those of you who need to be a little bit more patient is Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Romans 12, verses 12 and 13, it says, be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer, share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Let me say that <clears throat> one more time. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, be faithful 
in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Obviously, the hospitality, the hospitality thing is going to look a little different if we're going to continue to be law-abiding citizens in the situation that we're in. But we can still be joyful in hope. We can still be patient. Uh, we can, we can, we can, if we're feeling the effects of this, be patient in that affliction that we're going through. We can be faithful in prayer. We can check on the needs of our neighbors and people on our ministry team or on our, in our life group, on our street. And we can still be hospitable even though we can't have people over to the house for dinner. Uh, that day will return soon. All right. <clears throat> so. Uh, today I'm going to uh, begin with the text in John, John chapter 5. We're going to be a verse, uh, begin at verse 31 today. Yesterday we talked about Jesus's authority. Today he uh, kind of continues to clarify his credentials, so to speak. This is uh, verse 31 of John, John chapter 5. I just, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There's another who testifies in my favor, my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent, you have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. So they ask him, ask John, if John was the Messiah or whoever else. <clears throat> and yet he turns around, and he says, "No, this is all about Jesus." So that's John the Baptist that they sent to. And if you remember. Uh, John the Baptist's exact testimony was when he saw Jesus, look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That was the, the first encounter there with all the people. And so that's John's testimony. Jesus is the Messiah. Verse uh, 34, not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. <clears throat> because have we stated again and again and again in the study, and we stated in church every single weekend, that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. He knows that about himself. So this is not pride. When Jesus says, salvation comes through me, this is not pride. This is Jesus just telling the truth because Jesus wants people to be saved. And so he wants them to know him because he, he loves them, okay? Uh, so that, that, uh, that, that truth about him is accepted by belief and by putting our faith in him. And then we get the benefits of that belief by our, uh, through our salvation. Verse 35. John, talking about John the Baptist, was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. Again, for a time, people were just flocking to hear uh, John the Baptist preach. His sermons were uh, mainly about repenting and getting ready uh, to accept the one who was coming after him. That would be Jesus. Verse 36, I have testimony weightier than that of John. I have testimony weightier than that of John for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. Uh, what works is he talking about? He's, he's been teaching about the kingdom of God. He's been doing the miracles and, and always the point of the miracles are to give the message credibility. And we've seen a few times already in John, uh, he tells people he's the way he, he alludes to the fact that he's the Messiah and then boom, he does some kind of miracle and people say, okay, we get it. We believe you are who you say you are. Verse 37, and the father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. <clears throat> then he throws a little shade at the religious ruling class here. He said, you've never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. Ouch, ouch, because you do not believe 
you do not believe the one he sent me. You don't believe in me. You don't believe in Jesus. And I, and I love, 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 love this, this next text. In fact, these, these couple of scriptures here, uh, verse 39, he says to the religious rulers, he says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These, these are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life, to have life. Meaning the, the whole Bible points to Jesus. And I'm saying that from beginning to the end, it's all about Jesus. You go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible, man. You know, the very beginning of creation, and you already get a glimpse of Jesus there. And then when mankind sinned and fell, you get a glimpse of Jesus there. In fact, <clears throat> the whole Old Testament looks forward to Jesus coming, and then the and then there's the Gospels that talk about His arrival and His ministry, and then the rest of the New Testament looks forward to His second coming. It's all the Bible is a hundred percent about Jesus, <clears throat> and and these people that He's talking to had memorized a whole lot of the the, the books of the law of the Old Testament, and they, they, they did so, and they were thinking that knowing that law and knowing those scriptures and trying to obey those scriptures is what was going to get them into heaven. But Jesus says, hey, those memorized verses, they're pointing to me. Verse 41, <clears throat> I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know you do not have the love of God in your hearts. Again, talking to the religious leaders here. <clears throat> Verse 30, 43, I have come into my I've come in my father's name and you do not accept me but if someone else comes in his own name you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another but do not see glory that comes from the only God? But do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser, check this out, is Moses. <laughs> he has a hard hit right there because these guys look way up to Moses because Moses is, is given, uh, he is said to have written the first five books of the Bible, which these guys basically have memorized. And he says, your accuser is, is, is Moses, who, the guy who brought you the law. And what Jesus is telling them here is that the law doesn't save you. The law doesn't save you. What the law does, and the only thing it does, is it tells you what you're supposed to do and it shows you that you fall short. So every single one of us, I could go through the Ten Commandments that I could, every single commandment I could show where most of us have broken, probably most of us all Ten Commandments, but uh, uh, there are some who maybe have broken seven or eight commandments, but we've all broken some of the Ten Commandments at the very least. And so the commandments don't save us, but they show us that we are in need of a Savior. So the Old Testament, which is all about works and which is all about the law, uh, show, uh, tells us that, man, you're, you, no matter how hard you work, you can't perfect your life. And, and, and so it's a little bit depressing, but the Old Testament points to the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. It points to the New Testament. And the New Testament is all about grace. So you got the law of the Old Testament or works uh, versus grace in the New Testament, the law versus in this case, or, or what we're seeing now, Jesus bringing this covenant and this ministry of grace. 
He says again, your accuser is Moses. I'm in verse 45, your accuser is Moses on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you'd believe me for he wrote about me. It's even the law is pointing people to Jesus. Verse 47, but since you do not really believe what he wrote, how are you gonna believe what I say? So they, they were following this, uh, this outward form of godliness, but missing the point. And there are a lot of people like that, man. They wanna look good on the outside, but they miss the point. And the, and the point is to follow Jesus closely, to let Jesus be your Lord and Savior. Uh, the law can't save us. The law, trying to obey the law can't save us because if we fall at one point in law, if we disobey one law, it's like as if the book of James says, it's like we've broken all of the laws. So the law can't save us, but it points us to our need for a savior. And then it points us to the lamb of God, like John the Baptist said, who testified about Jesus, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And if you, if you go to our church on a regular basis, then you know this about our church family. We are not perfect. We are not a perfect church. And I don't need you to say amen about that in the comments. But uh, one thing about I, that I love about our church and one thing that we do have going for us is our church is all about Jesus. All about Jesus, 100%. And uh, I hope and pray that you know him. And if you don't know him, then I urge you to invite him into your heart today. Um, as I said, he died on the cross for the salvation of mankind, for all who would accept and all, all who would believe in his name. And I'm, I'm asking you today, if you don't know him, if you're outside of Christ, if you think that you're, you're gonna be good enough by just following the law or by doing good works, you're gonna fall short because every single one of us at one time had sin on our record. And the only way to get the sin off of our record is to let Jesus Christ give us his righteousness while he takes our sin on the cross. That's the great exchange that he made for our souls. And that's the only way that we get to heaven is through his perfect sacrifice. So if you've never accepted him, please accept him today. Uh, and if you do, if, if you do know Jesus, if you've already done that, then this would be a great time in the crisis that we are in. It'd be a great time to draw close to him and to be used by him to help others out and to encourage others as well. So uh, remember tomorrow, one service, 9.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'd love to have you join us from no matter where you are. You can always catch up later on these devotionals online on our website, on our Facebook page, and also on our uh, YouTube page. I would encourage you, and also on our, our podcast. We have a podcast that's out there too that you can just listen to if that's more convenient for you. And just go ahead and click follow or subscribe on those things so that you can be up to date at all times. So let me pray for you before we go. <clears throat> Lord, I, uh, I pray a blessing on the people who are gathered here today. I pray that you'll make yourself known to them in our current circumstance. And Lord, it's no fun where we are right now. I admit that, it is no fun. And this situation for some is, is maybe nothing more than an inconvenience. I get it. They're kind of going on with life. For, for others, it's, this, this situation is devastating for their family's finances 
and for maybe even some relationships. Lord, please make a way. I'm asking you, God, to make a way for the folks. Heal those who are sick, protect those who are well, make up the difference for those who are in financial strain right now. I pray that you bless the, the healthcare workers who are on the front lines of this thing, that you would give them your protection over their lives and their families, give them protection. I pray that you would give wisdom to our leaders, uh, to those who are researching, looking for some answers, looking for uh, drugs to help with this, to stop this spread, to vaccines for the future. Lord, help them, help them. Give them wisdom, God, and guidance in their research. I pray that you would guard and guide all of our families. May we look for opportunities to glorify you even as we wait patiently to see your deliverance. I pray this all in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And all the people said, boom, amen. Hey guys, I love you so much. Can't wait to see you again. And hopefully you can be with us tomorrow, 8 a.m. Uh, pardon me, 9.45 a.m. for the service. Okay, hopefully you can be there for that. 9.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. God bless, love you all, bye.